It's Monday, November 28th, 2022. I'm Jackson Bird. Today, the world's largest active volcano has begun erupting for the first time in four decades. Plus, monkeypox has officially been renamed Mpox. And insurance company State Farm has just released a jazz album. Here's some cool stuff for your ride home. Hawaii's Mauna Loa began erupting late last night for the first time in 40 years. As of recording Monday afternoon, the Hawaii Civil Defense Agency has upgraded the volcano alert level from an advisory to a warning, with some shelters opening in the area as a precaution, although no evacuation orders have been issued. The U.S. Geological Survey says residents in the area should review their emergency plans and stay alert, but at the moment, the eruption is staying fairly contained. Mauna Loa is the world's largest active volcano, standing at 13,679 feet above sea level and spanning more than 2,000 square miles, or just over half of the entire area of Big Island, the southernmost island of Hawaii where the volcano is located. And its name, fittingly, means Long Mountain, and that expansive size makes it what is called a shield volcano, meaning that it's longer than it is tall. Quoting the BBC, According to the USGS, Mauna Loa has erupted 33 times since its first documented eruption in 1843. The previous eruption in 1984 sent lava flows within five miles of Hilo, the island's most populous town. But the Big Island's population has more than doubled since 1980 to more than 200,000 residents, and Hawaii's Civil Defense Agency has warned that residents could face a lava disaster. These lava flows rarely present a risk to life, but they can be extremely destructive to infrastructure, said Dr. Jessica Johnson, a British volcano geophysicist who has worked at the Hawaiian Volcano Observatory. End quote. And elaborating on the lava flows and rift zones, which are parts of the mountain that are splitting apart and therefore make it easier for magma to emerge through, the Washington Post reported this afternoon, quote, While the eruption was initially limited to the volcano's summit, USGS said in a 7.20 a.m. update that lava had also begun flowing out of the northeast side of the volcano in what scientists refer to as its northeast rift zone. Wendy Stovall, a USGS volcanologist, said that was good news for the Kona area on the west side of the island, where steep slopes mean it can take just a few hours for lava flows from Mauna Loa's southeast rift zone to arrive, making it the most vulnerable part of the island during an eruption. When Mauna Loa erupts, it stays in one rift zone. It doesn't typically move from one side to the other, she said. The eruption should stay in the northeast rift zone. End quote. And that northeast side has more gradual slopes that could mean it would take weeks or months for populated areas to face significant danger, and that's still if enough lava flows through. At particular risk is a main road that cuts across the island and one that leads to an important observatory. Now that said, Neil Corbett from the USGS reminded the Associated Press that how long a volcano erupts and whether it could cause lava to flow to populated areas can be impossible to predict, especially this early. In addition to lava flows, Mauna Loa is known to cause earthquakes. The biggest Hawaiian earthquake on record was in 1868 and associated with a Mauna Loa eruption. At this point, a large earthquake isn't a foregone conclusion, says USGS seismologist Wes Thalen. 
The most significant impact on the local area at the moment is an ashfall advisory, with the National Weather Service warning as much of a quarter of an inch of ash could accumulate across the Big Island. The eruption is currently visible from Kona, a popular tourist spot on the west coast of the island, so if you look on social media, there are a ton of photos being posted of the eruption in the distance, which is kind of cool to see. You can also see satellite imagery from space of the eruption from the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, as well as some images of what the eruption looked like last time, back in the 80s, at the Washington Post link in the show notes. And if you live anywhere in the vicinity, the best source to be following is the Hawaii County Civil Defense Agency, whose website has all of the information you need to stay alert and get prepared, and which is additionally posting regular updates on social media. The World Health Organization announced today that monkeypox has officially been renamed M-pox, like the letter M-P-O-X as one word. Or not exactly renamed, but M-pox has been issued as a new preferred term and synonym, which will be used simultaneously with monkeypox for one year so as not to cause confusion in the midst of a global outbreak, but monkeypox will be phased out from usage after that time. Quoting the WHO, When the outbreak of monkeypox expanded earlier this year, racist and stigmatizing language online, in other settings, and in some communities was observed and reported to WHO. In several meetings, public and private, a number of individuals and countries raised concerns and asked WHO to propose a way forward to change the name. Assigning names to new and, very exceptionally, to existing diseases is the responsibility of WHO under the International Classification of Diseases, or ICD, and the WHO Family of International Health-Related Classifications through a consultative process which includes WHO member states. WHO, in accordance with the ICD update process, held consultations to gather views from a range of experts, as well as countries and the general public, who were invited to submit suggestions for new names. End quote. Monkeypox was named back in 1970, after first being discovered in captive monkeys in 1958 in Denmark. 1970 was decades before the WHO released a publication on best practices in naming diseases in 2015. Best practices which include, quote, minimizing unnecessary negative impact of names on trade, travel, tourism, or animal welfare, and avoid causing offense to any cultural, social, national, regional, professional, or ethnic groups, end quote. MPOX might sound a little underwhelming or even perhaps too vague. I'd even say it sounds kind of informal if it weren't replacing the even more unserious sounding monkeypox. But one reason for its simplicity might be due to its need to be used in multiple languages beyond English, which the WHO notes as a significant matter of discussion during the selection process. And as I covered on this show at the time, this is a process that began in part back in June, when a group of international researchers led by African scientists published an open letter urging the relevant authorities to change the name of monkeypox and to stop using images of black people almost exclusively in media coverage of the disease. Quoting the outlet Them, The WHO agreed to change the name that same month, but faced criticism when several weeks had passed and no change had occurred. 
In July, New York City Public Health Commissioner Ashwin Vassan sent a letter to the WHO pressing the organization on the urgency of renaming the virus for fear of perpetuating stigma. In addition to noting that the name could possibly mislead people into thinking that the virus originated from monkeys, Vassan drew a parallel to the emerging days of the HIV-AIDS epidemic. Vassan wrote, quote, Early misinformation about the virus led people to believe that it was spread to humans after people in Africa engaged in sexual activity with monkeys. This kind of false messaging created incalculable harm and stigma for decades to come. Continuing to use the term monkeypox to describe the current outbreak may reignite these traumatic feelings of racism and stigma, particularly for black people and other people of color, as well as members of the LGBTQIA communities, and it's possible they may avoid engaging in vital healthcare services because of it, end quote. And yes, while this current outbreak is believed to have mostly spread through sex at two raves in Belgium and Spain, predominantly attended by men who have sex with men, the disease itself is not sexually transmitted, but rather transmitted through close contact with an infected person via lesions caused by the virus, body fluids, or simply respiratory droplets or contact with material contaminated with the virus. Symptoms typically can include fever, rash, and swollen lymph nodes, which last from two to four weeks. Cases can become severe, and even more moderate cases from anecdotal reports I have heard are extremely uncomfortable. Treatment and a vaccine are available, but getting access to the vaccine this year has been, as one person described it to me recently, more difficult than getting tickets to Taylor Swift's latest tour on Ticketmaster. According to the Associated Press, more than 80,000 cases have been identified this year in dozens of countries that had not previously reported cases of the disease or at least not in large numbers, because the U.S. did have an outbreak in the Midwest in 2003, in which 47 people were infected via contact with infected prairie dogs. And though the vaccine has helped to tamp down the spread, some officials earlier this year say it may continue to be a threat in the U.S. for years to come. Now, this name change only refers to the disease, not the virus that causes the disease. Historically, the different variants of the virus that cause Mpox were referred to as the Congo Basin clade and the West African clade. Similarly, to prevent stigma and misconceptions, back in August, the WHO announced that they had been renamed clade 1 and clade 2, respectively. However, while the WHO and the ICD are responsible for naming diseases, the naming of viruses is under the purview of the International Committee on the Taxonomy of Viruses, or ICTV. The WHO noted in their press statement today that a process to reconsider naming all orthopox virus species was already underway at the ICTV prior to the 2022 Mpox outbreak, and additionally, that international group of scientists who published the open letter earlier this year noted that they had been in talks with the ICTV about renaming, so we are still awaiting any updates there, but it sounds like plans are in motion, or at least being discussed. But for now, we can start calling the disease M-pox. If you live in the U.S., you are probably familiar with Jake from State Farm, the spokesperson for the insurance company whom various other characters and commercials are always trying to impress or are giving extravagant gifts to. 
all to bribe him or thank him for special insurance rates, only for Jake to explain over and over again that everyone gets great rates with State Farm. In a new commercial that launched with football season, Kansas City Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes misunderstands State Farm's personal price plan. It's an insurance plan that's personalized to your needs, but Mahomes, playing an exaggerated version of himself, misunderstands it as a plan in which you have to reveal personal information about yourself in order to access. In one popular spot, Mahomes reveals to Jake from State Farm that after a football game, he likes to take a long, relaxing bath loaded up with bath bombs. And just as Jake explains what the personal price plan actually means, a saxophone player with a mullet enters the scene asking, who's ready for their jazz bath? Mahomes, embarrassed now to be revealing this personal information, signals for the sax player to leave, and Jake from State Farm, like the rest of us, are left wondering what the heck a jazz bath is. I love spending multiple paragraphs explaining the punchline of a 15-second commercial, by the way. Really helps the joke land. Anyways, wonder no more about the jazz bath. The commercial landed so well on social media that State Farm expanded the gag with an actual six-track album of saxophone songs to listen to in the bath. The physical release on CD has sold out, but you can listen to the entire thing on Spotify just in time to completely torch your Spotify wrapped. Advertised as all suds, no duds, the tracks include Wash Your Worries Down the Drain, Razzle Jazzle, and I'm Not Crying, parentheses, There's Soap in My Eyes. You can also call the Jazz Bath Hotline at 1-866-JAZZBATH, and there you'll embark on a rhythmic roadmap to relaxation, with prompts to help you solve problems like a mansplaining boss, a failed fantasy football team, in-laws harshing your mellow, or generally being stuck between a rock and a hard place, you will then be treated to a quick aphorism and some smooth, saxy tunes. The 80s-themed video promoting the album is absolutely worth a watch as well. It's all just some good, squeaky-clean fun. Alright, well that's going to be it from me for today. This show was produced by Ride Home Media. I'm Jackson Bird, and I'll talk to you again tomorrow. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.